If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp, the sponsor of this episode, is here for you. BetterHelp offers a broad range of over 20,000 licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Plus, you can get 10% off your first month with my code, betterhelp.com slash Kohler. With BetterHelp, you can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience, and all you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs before getting matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions, plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. As a mom constantly working around Jaden's toddler schedule, having my weekly therapy online has been a complete game changer and a huge reason why I have made big steps to better my mental health for myself and for my family. You can also request a new therapist anytime at no additional charge. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Don't forget to use my code to get that 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Kohler. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kohler. Hello and welcome to Kohler Commentary. Today you guys are in for a treat. I have invited guest Stephanie Kim, aka Trasuni, aka my college best friend onto the podcast so that we could just reflect on a decade and a half of friendship together. Um, times when we were super close, times when, you know, life stages and things might have drifted us apart, but overall how we're able to still say we're besties for the rest (laughs) (laughs) hello and welcome to the podcast Steph I feel like I am like fangirling on the side hi Unji should I call you Joey or Unji or Josephine on here what do I say (laughs) actually yeah that is something that's quite new because while we are very good friends I have been doing this new Joey thing (laughs) and so so Steph probably might not actually know who I am today so even that right even in these life transitions where we are miles apart we can um, explain new identities to each other yes but for the podcast I do go by Unji because I do want to just speak to our Korean American community okay so that's perfect because I know you as Unji thank you so much for having me I'm so happy to be here yeah I'm I'm so happy to see your face like twice well actually we're supposed to do this in person yes but since you are just living your life, um, I will not be seeing you for quite a while. I know. But at least we have the virtual world. Yes. So the point of this is for us to have this space to reflect on friendship. But I think also something I've learned is that over the years, there are a lot of times where people, you know, either they grieve the fact that their friendships from the past might not be as close today or right as like adjustments happen, life stages, transitions. Um, so do our relationships. And so how do we deal with that as well? Mm-hmm. And so I think you're just this perfect example because um, we were quite inseparable in college I'd say we also had um, potential breakup with each other and then we went to different states and we are in different seasons ish you know and so I think it's helpful just to see how do we choose to still be there for each other yeah honestly I've been looking forward to recording this for weeks I was talking to Christy about it. I was like, I have so much to say, not only about Unji and my friendship, but just about female friendships in general. So yes, and I'm a little bit scared to hear what you say (laughs) because over the years, Steph's words have become more 
powerful <laughs> if I can nicely put it and sometimes I get scared <laughs> um, but I'm excited I think I can receive that and I think that's the point of this friendship and and like you said female friendships that can challenge and empower one another yes. so let's bring it back to the beginning and let's both talk about how we first met yeah well I remember I think you and I have the same recollection of it it was at a house party mm-hmm. the summer before mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. it was my very first alcohol party oh ever. wow okay this goody goody two shoes over here it was like my 50th probably at that point um shout out to max cho actually <laughs> his house party um and we connected because at that time i was going to be a public relations major and so were you yeah and oh, yeah that is why we both had people. august birthdays i think i think somehow the august birthday was something that was, oh my gosh, yeah we yeah. connected on multiple levels for sure right yeah. i remember seeing you very distinctly and i also remember seeing a lot of other christian korean church girls like taking sips of alcohol like hush hush and i was like what the hell's going on i was like <laughs> yeah i think that's a good that's i think that's another good topic to have on here oh yeah and oh we could definitely talk about that be really helpful. yeah so did what was our i guess like i didn't know we would be friends in college but at least we connected at that party yeah i don't think it, then, yeah i don't think it was a thing of oh we'll be best friends forever instantly yeah. that type of thing it was just oh my gosh hi like cool you're you're going to start freshman year, UT, me too, PR, woo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and now that I think about it, so then at the orientation for PR is when I think I saw you again. And I, I think I might have said hi then. And that's when we were supposed to grab lunch. That's kind of ringing a bell. I remember distinctly running into you on campus, like the first week of school. And you were wearing like a tank top and shorts. I remember that really clearly. <laughs> was yeah, that? it was like really hot. And I remember you were, you looked really cute. I think you had like sunglasses on. And you're like, oh my gosh, hi. And you were very bubbly. Okay. So, okay. So that must have been the same incident in different fogs <laughs> of what that looked like. And then we went, we were going to eat lunch at which, which? No, yeah, not which, same, one no, of those, Pita Pit, right? Pita Pit. I don't think that's there anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, and so we sat down, and that was our first, like, deeper connection. Yeah. And by deep, it was me <laughs> just kind of, like, telling you about my heartbreak story. Yeah, you had a whole word vomit of just, this yeah. is my life, this is what's been happening the last year or so. Right, and I think that year, if people know me or parts of my story or, like, different shifts or why I even chose to go to, quote, quote, my very first alcoholic party as a Christian, right, it kind of does tie to some of those things. And I think for some reason I was excited to share that with you. Um, But for you, and I felt like we connected on that um, lunch date, but what was your perspective at this random person sharing their feelings? Honestly, it wasn't negative at all. Okay. So, okay. Actually, I want to tell you this. I know I don't know if I ever have. One of my mm. earliest memories of you, and I don't know if this was at Pita Pit or maybe another lunch or something, is you so early on in our friendship in the conversation told me, I'm super insecure. Like you, mm. you just said that. And I remember thinking the opposite. I was like, the fact that you can say to me, I'm super insecure and I'm very self-conscious about X, Y, and Z it left a huge impression of me. Um, like, wow, first of all, she's very open. She's very self-aware and she's very vulnerable, which I don't think at that, by that point, I had met other teenage girls who just say, I'm, I'm actually really insecure because nobody wants mm. to be insecure, you know, but you were so open about it. And I remember that left a very strong impression on me. I was like, mm. oh, she's very vulnerable with me or just 
very accepting of who she is and her flaws. I mean, everyone is insecure, but nobody wants to say it, especially at that age. Mm-hmm. And I remember you mm-hmm. were, you said it so without, without even having a hard time. And I'm, I really like that about you. That's my, one of the strongest memories I have. What I liked about you was that you ate a lot and I like to eat a lot. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, this is fun. Because, you know, sometimes there's like, they're like, oh, yeah, I like to eat a lot. But then like you don't really eat a lot. <laughs> but I was like, oh, Steph actually eats a lot. And like she's true to her word. <laughs> and then and then you started having you started having stomach problems. Later, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but <laughs> at least initially. Yeah, we just ate unhealthy stuff all the way for four years through college. Yeah. But I appreciate that you did remember that and it wasn't something that scared you away because I think at that season of life, I needed girlfriends that could accept where I was Mm -hmm. and maybe I was doing that because there was no other place for me to trust someone if they wouldn't, you know, be okay with where I was. But yeah, I think that just hearing that back, I'm like, oh, that's right because that was a place in time where I struggled with that yeah. more. And you heard that in a positive way. Yeah, it was really more are really good at. Yeah, for me. Um, in terms of some of our initial impressions of one another, a really Moshisa moment I received from you mm-hmm. was when we Yeah, let's, let's talk each other up because we're going to tear <laughs> each other down in a few minutes. So, <laughs> Oh, I'm about to tear you down right now. <laughs> okay, good, good. Which is, which is also probably why you wanted to break up with me later. <laughs> I want to hear, I want to hear. What, what, what do you have to say? No, um, remember? Remember when we went to Norebang, it was you, me, Kelsey, and Hannah, and I had never had soju before, I don't think. (laughs) This is is probably one of those days where I had a really bad hangover, like my first ever hangover, but keep going, keep going. Yeah, yes, yes. So my first party was Max Cho's. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, I didn't like really dabble in much after that. But me, you, Hannah and Kelsey were getting closer. Mm -hmm. And we went to Norebang. And then at Norebang, um, it was kind of like, you know, the Koreans, how like Koreans are like, like, how much much can you drink or whatever? Uh, Maybe, oh, maybe that can be one of your reels. (laughs) 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 You were like, you know, I can have like, like two bottles. Yeah, I remember talking (laughs) a bunch of shit. Like, yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, no, because like, I didn't really know that. Time. So like, I was like, oh my gosh, Steph is so much. Which means like, really like, what? Like, she looks really cool. cool. You know, yeah. she's like, cool. Yeah. And then that night was just a total. I absolutely. It, never in my life have I been able to drink two bottles. I don't know why I thought I could. And I remember <laughs> that's still to this day, one of the worst hangovers I've ever had. Like. Yeah. I, I actually died, I think, for multiple days after And that. wherever your dorm was, we all went back to your dorm, and then the, like, it hit everything. I think it hit everybody. No, it and was then I was like, dorm. Oh, Kelsey, one of yes. someone's dorm. And then we had, like, the mattresses yes. on the floor. <laughs> and I was talking to um, Jonathan at that time. <laughs> and I was like, hi, can you pick me up? <laughs> uh, but I think in that, it was like, and it wasn't even like you tried to hide anything. I think you were open to in in your own ways, um, even though you probably didn't have like vulnerable stuff to share with me right away. Like you were open with me and just like who you were. And like even in your hangover times, like, you, you, you know, sometimes people wouldn't like lean on others quickly. And I think that was something I appreciated because as an Enneagram too, mm. that like feeling of like, you know, you trusting me to like show me different sides of you and like us being able to like make mistakes together, be silly together was something I felt was a step closer yeah. because it was still trying to navigate who are your friends as freshmen in college where you're kind of scared of what that crowd or what your group looks oh, like. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, college is already yeah. a really scary place unless you're already super yeah. affiliated into like a Greek life or something friendship and 
the different cliques and I don't know scenes groups whatever hobbies it's it's hard to navigate friendships for sure yeah any other impressions or kind of lumping it with how you would describe our friendship in college um when I think back to our friendship in college the best way I can think about it is it's so youthful and I know that's such a obvious word but in a good way like we were stupid we made mistakes we were super immature but we were also so happy, so energetic. We weren't ever on a schedule. We probably missed a couple of classes, did bad on yeah. tests or grades, tried to study, partied, tried to be, you know, good, moral, Christian, faithful girls, like all the spectrum of everything we tried to do. Um, but I feel like we yeah. did it with a lot of fun. We tried to have good high spirits, even in the really dark times. So it's like when I look back on college, especially in our friendship, it's really happy memories for me, even the bad stuff, because it's just like a part of your teens and your 20s. And I I feel like we really lived the quintessential teens, 20s life in that way. Dorm life, apartment life. Yeah, our sophomore year, I think both of us, sophomore year, we're going through our own darker year. And we slept over each other's uh, apartments a lot that year. I think that was like just having like a presence of joy, even when it was like hard. Um, I think I remember that being like, wow, it's not even like we have to like, we make effort, but it just like, yeah, you were put in my life in a season when I think that was what I needed. And like, oh, you want to sleep over down? And like, we would just like eat lamyon together or like, um, you know. And um, just for you all to know, Benji had a queen size bed pretty early on in college. Like she got that from someone. Oh yeah. And so whenever oh, yeah, we yeah, slept yeah. over, like Benji and I would sleep on the same bed. Like that's how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like cute and you know comfortable and I don't know. It's such a sweet time if you think about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Would you? Do you think we were ever codependent? Probably. Because I don't to think- a degree. Not Probably. not. Not unhealthily, though, because I feel like I would remember yeah, if it was really yeah. unhealthy. But right. yeah, and you and I both had boys. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <All> the- <laughs> had a topic of boy all the time. <laughs> yeah, like we were could have been, but we also really liked boys. So whether it yeah, was yeah, talking yeah, yeah, to yeah. someone or like we were always looking. Interested yeah. or Because I feel like true about- codependent girlfriends, they literally don't even date guys. You know what I mean? They just, mm-hmm. they love each other so much at platonically. And just mm-hmm, but love enough, hanging out with definitely. each other and just do everything together versus you and I be like, okay, bye. <laughs> He's texting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Actually, that's that's right. I think we were like, um, for a lot of life, we were kind of parallel. Even like studies, we were both um, like, we wanted to excel studies wise, but yeah, we didn't take it too seriously or like we were down yeah. to like study, study and hang out or something. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think, I think so. those are times. So it, it always felt like full, you know, like we weren't always trying to just do one thing. And by then I also transferred to business school. So we weren't in the same right. school anymore, Classic. but I think that was also nice because we like had each other after the day of wherever we were. Yeah. So then that was helpful too. Yeah. But yeah, I wrote fun. I put, I just remember fun. Yeah, same. Any specific college memories that stick out? Oh gosh. I mean, the biggest memory I have is, I think you were my first friend who was very good at gift giving. Um, Mm. And no one in my family is like that either. So that was also Mm. very new for me because I think my high school friends and I, we did gifts and we 
I think we were okay at it, but I remember thinking you excelled at it and you really cared about it. So mm. that's like a lot of the distinct memories of, I mean, you just being thoughtful and either, I don't even just like grabbing me food from somewhere before mm. coming to the library or coming to the dorm, things like that. Just like those little gestures is something that, yeah, I, I feel like I always look back on too. Do you know what I'm going to say? No, I'm really scared. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one, I said, I remember I like I try to think of specific memories, one being I think our senior year because our birthdays are a week and a day Mm -hmm. apart. And so I just remember like I think we had matured a lot from freshman year to senior year and just like our choices and different things. And we just went out, took each other out for our birthday together and like had like a reflective dinner. Oh, my gosh. I remember that. I remember the photo we took. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Quality bad. Yeah. Everything. (laughs) I don't really care, but Miss Content Creator over there (laughs) probably is like, ew, never again. But I think that was just like the history of like a lot of the mistakes you made or the image because I feel like the problems I had with boys was so immature and like insecure still, you know, and like you you would tell me straight if something was like you're thinking too much about something, but you always accepted where I was at. And I just and at that point was a very mature place for both of us Mm. in our own struggles. And I think that was like a cool way to like just remember that those four years. But another memory that I will always remember is um When Steph tells stories, as you guys can probably see from the reels as well, she loves to spit facts, right? And so, like, you just feel like you're gaining knowledge <laughs> in conversation, and I, I love it. <laughs> but one time we were, oh, I think no, <laughs> I know this damn story. You can, can tell it. Go for it. We were. It was like it was one of our sleepover mornings. We were walking to different our different classes, maybe like we're about to say bye, and then we're just like talking because we loved carbs together too and then you're also like maybe giving me like a health lecture or something like you you know we shouldn't eat this many like donuts or uh, bagels or something like bagels have like a th- uh, i think no it was donuts donuts no, have, like, it was a thousand bagel, calories. which is worse bagel. because well, i think donuts yeah. actually have more something where like no but i remember okay so basically she was like let's say bagels like bagels have a thousand calories and i was like what how do bagels have a thousand calories that's like almost like the whole meal for the day and she's like well like you know how they like they squeeze all the bread <laughs> in the bag like you know how it's a really dense bread that's how all the calories are in there yeah and so i was like oh my gosh like i didn't even and of course like bagels and donuts are not good for you and so i was just like oh my gosh like i didn't even know how many calories were in there you know i was like yeah we should really like watch what we eat and then like i'm in class like on the internet as well and i'm like oh like i wonder what how much this is you know i wasn't trying to fact check stuff because i always believe but i checked (laughs) yeah but i was looking up something and it was it's, it's, it's like 264 yeah. like something like 200 I was like oh so like I like screenshotted that to stuff and I was like hey it's not a thousand calories <laughs> and for some it was just funny because then she didn't text me back for like an hour or something and she was like I was like hey did you get my text and she was like I'm embarrassed <laughs> it was just really funny and I think it was like you know in all of those yeah there weren't like I don't know it was so funny okay wait think, wait like, this like brings up another memory, memory for me Okay. <laughs> so context here is I am not an athletic person and I also don't enjoy yes. watching or playing sports. I mean, I'll, I'll join the hype when it's a big game, but other than that, mm-hmm. no. And Unji over here is op- the opposite. Like she likes playing and watching, you know, multitude of sports and she's just, you like games in general. 
And I remember you really encouraging me because you love me and you're like, I want to spend time with you. I want to do things with you instead of just like laying Mm -hmm. around watching friends all day. Let's go play basketball. (laughs) Which was fun. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, I do not want to play basketball. And you you begged, you begged me so much, like very frequently. And I remember one game you somehow convinced me to play and I begrudgingly played. And every time I was able to like catch the ball even, or even pass the ball to someone, you would look at me and be like, good job. (laughs) Good job. <laughs> and yeah, I'm still uh, the same person, never playing basketball, <laughs> but I feel like you could probably still coerce me to do it. But yeah, that's also yeah. a strong memory I have. That's probably ha- that probably happened like max three times. You did football too once. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you also you just have me. such good height, you know, like your body is great. Oh, you did swimming, right? <laughs> but it's just anytime there's a ball involved. Balls yeah. don't like me. Yeah. I just balls and I have a yeah. very interesting relationship. Yeah, but even in that, you always supported when I watched the Mavs. You always tried yes. to get into it. I did. I, mean, I think I, I would like ask you questions. Right. Who's playing? Right. Okay. What? Tell me about these. <laughs> this, like, why do you like him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I thought you don't like sports, but you were always engaged for Hannah and yes, myself. I tried. In a in a way where I think it did give us ammo sometimes to like make fun yes. of you for but also appreciate you for it um okay Aww. i know so, so many good memories. memories feel so fuzzy um but something that is very clear is i think when we became friends i at least thought we were very similar and um with you know any relationship uh, in general you start to notice oh people are different you know mm-hmm. i'm like oh we're not as like not aligned and va- we were aligned in values but just like aligned in terms of like core things mm-hmm. and aka I'm hinting at the Enneagram right mm-hmm. and something I talked about with you before was that you are an Enneagram 7 and an Enneagram 2 which is what I am often can get mistyped for one another because they are very friendly outgoing and like optimistic types like are like cheerleaders for each yeah. other right and so I think those things were how we so easily became friends with one another um, but I think there are times where we did have some differences and um, for type 2s it often is because like there is like this focus on feelings and needs and wanting to like be that selfless person and that could also sometimes actually fester like bitterness or resentment Mm -hmm. if you're not like appreciated in different ways versus like for a seven that's actually not their core or their main motive Mm -hmm. Um, for sevens it could be like if you have a great emptiness inside you do want to fill that you want to create stimulation and fun Mm -hmm. which I think also was an embodiment of our friendship and so I'm just curious as we talk now about like what were some similarities but also more so differences about each other that maybe we learned to accept actually learned from each other yeah I mean I'll start with similarities first and then I'll share what Mm -hmm. I thought felt was different and then I'm curious too like from your perspective what that looked like Mm -hmm. but the similarities I think were the obvious ones I think we were we're both fairly like bright people and positive people Mm -hmm. so in that sense I felt like we clicked right away like for instance, we're sarcastic, but still in a pretty bubbly way, if that makes sense. It's different than like mm-hmm. Michelle, like my sister, you know, a like, different <laughs> type of humor. Like our uh-huh, humor uh-huh. code, I felt like was similar. Like we were interested in stuff like that. We also really liked a lot of the same things. I know I just talked about sports not being one of them, but like mm-hmm. we, anytime there was an event or like whether it was for church or something where um, someone had to make a video or like just something that Mm -hmm. was in regards to being creative or like taking action. 
and being more involved. Like, I feel like you and I were always really excited about that. Mm -hmm. And I also think our ability to talk about like relationships with guys and boys and the heartbreaks and the hardships there. I, I never felt like what you told me or what I told you, like it never felt, oh gosh, that's like, so bad if if anything I felt I felt very advised from you and I I think that's Mm -hmm. how you you felt for me so so I felt like we were very eye to eye in terms of like the values of relationships so a lot of those were very similar in, in my perspective of us the biggest difference I think for me and I think what I struggled with in our friendship was and this is so funny because it kind of uh relates back to Tristuni content but I felt like you were very Korean in the sense of which is funny because I think in a lot of ways, I'm more Korean than you. But in this Mm -hmm. way, you were very Korean in terms of like back then, I don't think I don't know about now, because I feel like we haven't dealt with this now. But you didn't really say what you meant a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So I remember Mm -hmm. one time, I forgot we got in some sort of argument or something. Maybe I hurt you. I can't remember. But I remember you telling me, Steph, like, just because I say, okay, or something, it doesn't mean I am (laughs) like, I want you to keep asking me or like keep trying to uh-huh, make, uh-huh. like help me instead of just saying, okay. Mm-hmm. And then walking off like, Oh, we're good. Mm-hmm. Cause, and I remember thinking, wait, like why? And I think looking back, I think that was just the culture you were brought up into. If someone says, no, I'm feeling fine. You know, I guess it's kind of like a girl, a girlfriend, boyfriend thing situation, but mm-hmm, um, even mm-hmm. friendships, I feel like that exists. And you were like, sometimes if I just say like, I want to be left alone. Like sometimes it doesn't mean I want to be left alone. I actually like want to hang out with you and like, like I'm just in a bad mood, but I want to be together and we can like watch something or like walk, I don't know, walk somewhere together. I feel like, I feel like Matt needs to hear this exact version. <laughs> Wait, why? Which one are you now? Uh, I'm still that with Matt. <laughs> but I feel like that was really hard. Yeah. Okay. I, I also have another memory. I have a memory mm-hmm. where someone was throwing a party and I asked you, I was like, do you want to go? And I think you either had a quiz or something due the next day. And so your, your guilty conscience is obviously like, oh, I shouldn't go. Like, I should mm-hmm. stay home and finish mm-hmm. this project or do this homework, whatever. So I think you were saying, no, I shouldn't go. You're trying to fight yourself. And I think you were hoping for me as a friend, uh-huh. I'd be like, dude, come on. Like, I want you to come. Like, let's go. Like, I really want to go to this party with you. Like, I'll come back and we can do homework together. Like something more supportive. Uh-huh. But I was like, oh, okay, I'll see you tomorrow or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember you, like, you didn't react, but then another friend, a third friend, whoever it was, was like, wait, Angie, like, why? Just come, just come for a little bit. Like come for 40 minutes and then you can come back and finish your work. And you were like, okay. And I remember thinking, wait, why did she tell me she doesn't want to come when the other friend asked she wanted to come? So I think I remember learning like, oh, Benji's a little bit more complex. You know, there's more that goes on in her brain that as a friend, I should try to sift through sometimes instead of just taking it as face value. Like that was a big lesson I still remember learning. And that party one is a big memory. More than like our fights, I remember feeling really bad. I was like, oh, she wanted me to be like, wait, just come, like, you know, just pull you along. And even though you're kind of saying you don't want to come. That's really helpful to hear because it could be the Korean part, Mm -hmm. but it could actually, that's very Enneagram 2-ish of like, you know, like kind of repressing what you want to say or like your needs and like, but you actually want someone to say what you want to say. Like, I think that's something a lot of 
twos actually do. Oh. And so hearing that out loud is quite interesting to hear. Yeah. Because like that is something like we have to practice. It's like we speak for ourselves, you know, like because then I think I notice sometimes too, it's like, oh, well, she told me to do this or, you know, and so it almost also relieves pressure or blame from you as well mm. right like if in that situation it sounds like oh I needed to do my homework oh but my friend kept telling me oh. to go like I could easily hear that in my clients or something or in someone else saying like oh in that you're also not the one at fault if you didn't do your quiz I don't know like those are things I'm hearing as well I don't know if that makes sense but as I'm listening that's quite interesting to hear and like and then you know one of the things I want to do is see how to bridge the Enneagram with like Asian Americans, Korean Americans. And I can see how that's very much a cultural thing of like not saying what you really want. Yeah. I, but then like, you know. I didn't even ever connect it back to, oh, Unji's just, she's so complicated. It's, it's bad. Or like, yeah, like obviously yeah. I didn't know what an Enneagram was at the time, but I remember reflecting Same. on it years later after we had graduated and being like, oh, Unji's just so Korean. Like, cause to your, to your point, mm-hmm. that's a mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. Korean thing. Like, right. Right. And, you know, Koreans never always say like someone's doing the dishes, like, oh, let me do the dishes. They're going to say no multiple times, even though maybe deep Mm -hmm, down, mm -hmm. they actually could use the help with the dishes, you know? And that is a very Korean thing. So I was like, Unji's very Korean. Like I I just, in that, in that specific area that I'm really not. So I was like, I should have learned that faster. And I feel like other people are like that too. More people, Mm -hmm. especially Korean Americans. No. And like, in like the, even in when I like get really biased data it is like a lot of twos and threes in my little data right mm. and that's like very but when you see these things of like enneagrams twos and enneagram threes who like really need to do and like kind of yeah. not look a certain way yeah. or like seem selfless or whatnot yeah. that is very aligned with our culture and so yeah. i feel like you just unlocked a kind of what's funny about uh-huh. you saying that about matt is that that uh-huh. this is a, something huge that um hunter and i have always talked about too in our marriage right because i and you always say how you're the man, <laughs> the man. not not always hunter <laughs> just sometimes. yeah but it's something he and i've talked about a lot because he is also so korean in that way and i think that's just the family mm-hmm. his family culture how he was brought up right, right. and so sometimes especially early on in our marriage he would say one thing but deep down he would want another like maybe mm-hmm. like and he's a three yeah, yeah some stupid example like dishes for instance he says no but actually he wants me to kind of fight him and then you know do it something like that yeah. and it's I remember also in marriage to being like you know what thank god I have you because it helps me understand <laughs> if only I knew I was grooming you for <laughs> literally always just took my time whatever I love it I love you guys um yeah i think for me what was the question um similarities Similarities and differences differences between us yeah i would say it is kind of exactly what you touched on is i Mm. was more complicated than it seemed or even the similarities was like the bubbliness the it was nice to do like oh like you also like doing like facilitating things yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know like emceeing stuff you know like sometimes I'm like is that like not vain but I was like is it weird that I like doing that stuff but then like you also like doing that stuff so it felt really shared like yes. um, kind of something I've been doing in therapy is like what are some values and like one of mine is like I like to feel excited you know like excited and hopeful is something I really enjoy mm-hmm. and I feel like you would match that so it made 
the life things like whether it was in our ministry or different things like it made it fun because I was like oh Steph is also excited like this makes me excited to still feel excited if that made sense and so I think that was a really good way of just like enduring college years where we had no idea like what the heck we were doing and so I still remember that and I think that's you know our personalities um, allowing that to just kind of be empowered a big difference was I think you grew up with all girls in your family or pretty Mm. much, you know, and I think sometimes like with, when it was you and me, I really enjoyed that friendship. Um, When it was like a group of girls in general, I felt like I, that was still an area I wasn't comfortable in, in general. Mm. Like I didn't know what it looked like to have a group of girlfriends. I didn't know what it looked like to have conversations about certain topics or like once it became something that I had no idea, Mm -hmm. like how to contribute. I also felt like, Oh, I don't really know what to say. Or like, I wonder if like, um, like I'm necessary in this group, like sometimes came to mind if that makes sense. And one thing about you that's different is you're also very good at not code switching, but you're very good at Korean crowds. Like you had a lot of friends. Yes. Yes. And then you're very American as well. So like, these are like not personality differences, but just the ways that like it was different for us. And so you were, you had, you were able to kind of like shape shift in your own way with those friend groups. And so I think that was something I admired, like that you were able to be fluent in your language, but still talk to your parents in English. Cause I also only talk to my parents more in English than Korean, which you kind of were able, like your parents are really good at English too, which is a way I connected with you, but you were also like really good at Korean. And I was like, Oh, that's, a really great trait that I'm sure my parents also wish I could have. You yeah, know? yeah. And so I think that was like a props to you kind of thing. Oh, wow. Thank um, you. Yeah, you're welcome, <laughs> which is, I guess, how Trasuni is um, coming to life over here. <laughs> yeah, I guess it speaks um, through the content, huh? I mean, if we start to allude to a little bit in the like senior year of college, you had one more year, one more semester. Yes. And I think in semester. that semester, I was teaching back in Dallas and I think somehow I found out like you were considering kind of falling out with me, like falling out in friendship. I yeah. don't know if you remember that. I do. You know, I don't remember yeah. where we were though. Like where you were yeah. and where I was, I don't remember. When you told me that you weren't going to do it anymore, but you were telling me that at one point you were considering that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like I was so hurt mm-hmm. because I was like, like, you would throw away our friendship. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, in that sense, and I don't, I, I think, like, I've talked to, actually, I think it's a two and a seven thing, right? Like, twos might also not have boundaries of when, like, enough, you know, like, when something is hurtful for you, mm-hmm. maybe, like, still continuing to be in a friendship or relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but for it could be that for a seven or not, but there were times when uh, maybe just me or me and Hannah together sometimes we could have more like a critical mouth um can Hunter stop opening the door (laughs) um but I think like in those senses I also realized where you are able to cut ties I don't know I don't know that makes sense and I'm glad you didn't yeah you can talk more on that if you want no I do I think that was like a I remember that time okay and you want to hear something This is an interesting topic for me because this is still relevant today. Meaning, Mm. so we've talked about this before too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my memory of that conversation between you and me—I remember where I was. I was at home, like at my parents' Mm -hmm. house, when we were talking about Mm -hmm. it. I think I called you or something. Yeah, yeah. But I don't remember if like where you were based. We had started teaching it. Like I don't remember those details. 
And I don't remember the details of like why we talked about it or why I felt that way at one point, but in general, there is a pattern with me and friendships. So I feel like I have been hurt by friends, but rarely have I been hurt where it's so deep that like, I can't come and talk to you about it or call you out about it, or I'm just suffering by myself. It's not that kind of a hurt. I think it's more of, let's go back to the example of the more Enneagram two sides of you where, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. just need a little bit more support or like you just want someone to show that love for you in that way um, and sift through more of what you're trying to say, right? Like you want, you look for that. And I think I felt like if I keep hurting Benji, because you've, you'll also continue to be like, Steph, how come X, Y, and Z? Like that really hurt me or how come X, you know, something. And I remember Mm -hmm. feeling like, I don't know how to be a good friend to Ng. I don't know how to take in all this and support and love her the way that I think she deserves and any friend should do. So, and I feel like I always get to that point and that's when I'm kind of like, maybe the friendship isn't worth it because if I mm. keep hurting her and then in return, that also kind of hurts me whenever she like says something to me, what are we doing? Like, what what is this, right? right? And so I remember feeling that and I remember having that feeling with Hannah too. And I remember feeling the same thing with Hannah. It's not, it was never like she did X, Y, and Z. I'm so hurt. I cannot be friends. It was more like we keep having tension and I don't even know. It's like tiny, tiny little things all over the place. And we were living together at the time. I remember also feeling Mm -hmm. this with Christy. I don't even know if I've actually Mm -hmm. told Christy. I probably have, but we also live together and she's one of my best friends even today, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's these, things that happen I feel like sometimes I feel very like I just can't do enough as a friend and Mm -hmm. me myself I'm I'm almost like the opposite of a two and I remember we talked about this Mm -hmm. like I'm almost Mm -hmm. so selfish where I'm like I cannot give myself that much to someone and I'm gonna be so miserable (laughs) like and and that sounds so bad and then that comes back to your core fears of like having that like limited and maybe yeah and I think that's why it was so healing to hear more about sevens and kind of how we're wired and what we desire because Mm. I relate to that and when I feel so oh shit I can't be the the friend that they need then I'm like then why are we friends which is such a Mm. shitty friend already to even think that kind of thought but it's it's a pattern in my life for sure. Mm. Recently, I think I've asked you that question in general, like, if it came to this, would you not want to be friends with X person, Mm. not even me anymore. And Mm. I think that I think before that, I was always scared. I think especially because when you told me that, then you moved to LA. And I think even though, okay, this is Yes. And you you still chose to be my friend. It wasn't like you were telling me I was going to, you know, like yeah. you weren't even threatening. You were saying this was actually something I was struggling through, but I like I want to be friends, but that was something yeah. I had once thought, yeah. you know? And I think though for me being a two and I was just like, I think I was scared like as you left, I think even though we were still good friends, I wasn't as confident mm-hmm. in our friendship. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, and then as distance happens and then like we're not in the same city mm-hmm. anymore that then naturally or like organically affects like the intimacy of our friendship yeah. because we can't really necessarily be the same. Yeah. And I think that was something I did like hold on to wondering. And I think it was only until recently I was like, oh, it wasn't something to take personally, right? It's like how each of us respond in different ways. And mm-hmm. so it was helpful to like realize that and how to like, yeah, still be myself and also understand 
understand that doesn't mean it's on anyone else to hold space for me, but my like for me to do that first. And mm. then, you know, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. No, but it does. I think that was it helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something I still struggle with in terms of friendship. Like how much of myself do I give? Because if I give too much, I really do feel like I start to be like, uh, is, do I want to continue this friendship? I, I feel like I'm the only person wired this way. Truly. I, feel, I look around and everyone else that I know that are really good people, they're willing to stay and fight and grind for that friendship. I, I don't know why I feel so selfish in this manner. I don't know. It's still something like, like I told you, it's so relevant to me even today that I think about mm. a lot. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, thanks for responding to this, I guess not harder memory, but you know, it was like something that was a difference in like, or like more of like a rougher spot yeah. in friendship. And yeah. I and appreciate- even at the time, like I, I didn't even know until years later when you brought it up that, Oh, you know that conversation? I I feel like I had kind of forgotten it because I had mm-hmm. it was buried or it was so heavy, and then I lifted it off to you by telling mm-hmm. you, and then mm-hmm. I was free. You know, I was like, oh, it's not my problem, and we're still <laughs> friends. Like, bye. And I really think I forgot versus now I had passed it on to you, and you're you were left with this. Oh my gosh, she mm-hmm. really felt that way, which is so sad because I remember Hannah telling me something similar too, where she was like, mm-hmm. honestly, after you told me that, like you were reconsidering the friendship, I, I just like it cut such a deep wound in her. She was like, I don't even know if I ever recovered fully. Like, um, mm. and I felt so bad and I, but it's something that I also like try not to say and mm. to hold down, but it, it just, it comes out. I don't know. And yeah. 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 There's no solution. Yeah. There's no conclusion to this story other than that. I'm still here. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it is the awareness of that. And it's, you know, like, I think because we appreciate you as a friend and to affirm that part of you, yeah. but I know us, um, heart triad twos and threes, we're in the heart triad. We have a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that's a lot for you. Wait, wait, you. what's the triad? Two, three. Two, three, four is heart triad, the feeling center, uh, and your five, six, seven, which is the head triad, where it's more like the anxiety uh, is something you would be struggling with more, just more like the head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think even that is something that is so different for us, which is why yeah. Hannah and I probably can understand those things. Yeah. While it was probably like, you're like, what the freak? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then as our friendship has changed, right? Like, yeah. What have you noticed? with the friendship change I was thinking about this as I was reading the notes you sent me but I still look back on our friendship and it's something it's like one of my greatest gifts especially as it as I was a single woman in my 20s even if we were in different states it, there was always you no without mm-hmm. a doubt for sure for me at least but you changed a lot when you became a mom in a really good way like your <laughs> our friendship changed I think when after you had Jaden a lot. Mm-hmm. And and I say this because you just felt more grounded. I mean, I guess maybe this happens for all moms. I'm not I don't know. But back then if everything was a big deal, now like nothing was a big deal to you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like back then mm-hmm. if if every if let's say small things were a big deal and whether it was between us or between you and someone else and we're talking about it, it's like a whole thing. Now it's not even worth a conversation because you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's so dumb. I have literally have to speed and keep my child alive. Like, yeah. yeah. And so I, I really felt like after you became a mom, you became like a, 
almost like a only like comfort, like peace figure for me, if that makes sense. Just someone I can go to. And you already are so busy with your life. You don't even have time to, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like, you don't mm-hmm. have time to like deal with all my stuff when I was single still, but in a, mm-hmm. in a good way where you can like, listen to me and like, give me advice, take care of me and you stay grounded and leveled. And um, yeah, I saw a huge shift in our friendship and dynamic. I think after you be, you became a mom for sure in a really good way. And I, maybe it's also just because I admire you more for, you know, all the different things that moms have to do and go through. So yeah, I don't remember what you asked. I don't either. Oh, how did our like the friendship change? Yeah, I would speak to that too. I feel like in the past handful of years, I don't even feel as insecure about our friendship. Whereas like, I think when we did start to live in different states, I became sad. I was like, oh, like Steph was one of my best friends. Yeah. And like now it just like inevitably like with life, like even if we still love each other so much, yeah. like it wouldn't be like actually practical to say like you're, you know, like that's the only yeah. friend that you would like cling on type of thing. And I think that was like hard for me because you and Hannah were there, you know, yeah. like, I think seeing that and I have FOMO in general, like, and obviously when you left, you also said you might not have been my friends. So I was like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so I think like in general that did create the insecurity thing. And then I think for me, a huge regret was, when I moved to San Antonio and you know, that's like a story that I'm sure if listeners have heard as my marriage journey with Matt, like because that was like a really big struggle of insecurity as well. I also feel like I couldn't be that friend that I felt like was my strong suit in terms of like checking in as much or like even visiting when I wanted to, because like I was always immersed in my relationship and Mm. became kind of like that. And I think like that is something that I always regret. It's not that that would have made us, the bestest of friends but mm-hmm. I think it you know like I would have been willing to like go to trips with you guys too or something if like I could drop everything but mm-hmm. I think I was so immersed in trying to earn this other type of love mm-hmm. that's like the biggest regret factor for like me as a girl like I wish I was still able to cling on and value female friendships at that time mm-hmm. um yeah and so I that's think so like, interesting. It it's like sense. so not how I felt that's why it's so yeah. funny to hear it. Oh, me. great. Yeah. It's just not something that would weight on my heart a lot of times. Fine. You know, <laughs> because for me, like when you say you're insecure about our friendship, I never felt insecure. Maybe it's, again, it's because I, I burdened you with that and left to LA, but I yeah, never felt and insecure. I think- and I mean, I think throughout my entire time in LA, like you were still one of my best friends. Yeah. I just like, it wasn't even a question for me. I don't know. I think for me, some of the ways I feel like not just you, but Hannah too. And I, I feel like I was going to tell her this at one point, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like I couldn't show up for you guys emotionally to celebrate you guys in certain ways. Like when Hannah's like bachelor party or bachelorette, you know, like when she was getting married, it's like such an exciting thing. But I was like reminding myself, oh, but like your guy didn't want to, you know, like kind of things. Like I think emotionally, mm-hmm. like even though I loved you guys, like I think inside I was like, oh, I'm not emotionally celebrating to the place I know I would want to for a friend in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And I think those were things that made me like self-guilt, like, you know, and like with the heart triad, you also struggle with shame and guilt and that kind of eats at you. And yeah. I think those were the things that make sense to me where like then I was like, oh, well, I don't deserve to be their friends as much because like I'm not showing up and 
and things like that. And so when I hear you now say like the groundedness is evident as a mom, because yeah, also as a mom, I have no time to care as much. Like mm-hmm. I still care, you know, but like I'm I'm just like, you know what? I just have to believe I have these friendships, you know, and then like I have to move forward and I also don't have time to make a million friendships. And so maybe that's I what it remember- is. Maybe that I got yeah, like, that I remember feeling from you. Yeah. And so I think for me on my end, what I'm hearing is that maybe that is a shift where it's like, I know Hannah and Steph were really good friends for me in in high school, in college, you know. And Mm -hmm. so even if there was some weird grays in this season, I'm going to say those were great friends and I need to just continue to cling on to that and not worry about whatever's going on in my mind. Yeah. um, Which I think happened a lot, which is my own like personal journey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm getting really um, real up in here. (laughs) Yeah. It's so it's so interesting to me because I, I remember you telling me just struggling with community in San Antonio right and female friends and all this stuff and that's what broke my heart you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I didn't ever think Mm -hmm. about you or you did tell me you opened up to me that you feel sad because like Hannah and I are far away and like and your other girlfriends were also far away in other states and other cities and doing different things so um in that sense I was just thinking oh and Jim's probably lonely because yeah she's dating this guy but she's such a big friend and community person and so many Mm -hmm. of her closest friends are like so spread out now but Mm -hmm. I never thought about it as a like an insecurity for you just because Mm -hmm. I just felt so secure in our friendship you know so I mean yeah I mean I hate to say the word insecurity but you started it from the beginning (laughs) of the podcast so I guess like yeah guys like that's something I do struggle with and I think that's helpful but not anymore right like I said after you become a mom I really feel like you don't I think that is a natural that will be a natural struggle for me Mm. it sounds like you know and so and mainly insecurity in the relationships not so much like myself or like um my like I don't know academic abilities or athletic ability not like that kind of insecurity Mm -hmm. but in my my standing with friendships Mm -hmm. which is a huge like Enneagram 2 type of thing I think Mm -hmm. um yeah so now I have so many other things that just take precedence yeah. that that I have to just like move forward. Yeah. You know? hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess like in that strand of topic, why is it so important? One, that these friendships you considered killing are not killed. Like they're actually still, mm-hmm. you know, some of the closest ones for you. Mm-hmm. But why are strong and healthy female friendships so important for us to have today? Yeah. Oh, that that's such a. This is also your question, by the way. Guys. I know. She was like, I need to add this to the end of it, and I was like, okay. Yes, <laughs> I'm give credit. I've thought about this a lot, and I've talked to a handful of people about this, women, about why mm-hmm. female friendships are so important. To be honest, I put that question down into, and I don't even have like a solid answer. I just, it's something I I wanted to discuss with you because we were going to talk about friendship. For instance, like I have a friend who talked about how she recognized that she only had guy friends to in a new city she had moved to or whatever. And it made her really sad. And she wanted to find a good group of girls. And for me, I'm the opposite. I I get along with guys. I love guys. I have guy friends. But I've never been that girl to just like have a bunch of guy friends. Because like I said, I, I'm interested in non-manly things. So I don't really have that much to talk to them about. So I never understood that side, but I'm like, is it just because maybe after the guy gets married, generally like you kind of lose him anyway. So it's not a 
forever friendship, especially if you and the wife aren't very close for him to stay BFFs with you might be a little, right. you know, I don't know, weird. So is that why is it because guy friendships are so temporary and transient? Or is it just because girls, you can talk about things like periods? And I don't know, sex? I like I really don't know. I, I yeah. it's been so interesting to me because I've met so many. Okay, okay, this is another hot take I was gonna say. I feel like a lot of my girlfriends who really love me and have gotten close with me, like I feel like they are attracted to me in a certain way of the friendship that I offer. A lot of them are girls who struggled with girlfriends. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like thought about this the other day. I was like, like, last year, I looked back on all of my close friends and I was just looking for a pattern. I was like, there's clearly a pattern of girls around me that struggled with female friendships and that end up getting mm. really close to me. And that's why I want to explore this. I'm like, yeah. what about female friendships is so interesting. Maybe what about, what do I offer? Maybe I have a feminine energy that's safe that maybe other girls at teenage years was more toxic. And I also remember, and you and I talked about this a lot when we first got close, mm-hmm. you were like, I have a lot of girlfriends and they're great, but it's bumpy. I got hurt. And you have Mm -hmm. wounds. You were like, I have a lot of wounds from female friendships. And I was Mm -hmm. like, huh? (laughs) I did too. I mean, I have high school drama too, but I was like, but yours seemed so real and deep. So yeah, this is just, this, this, that question is just has been on my mind, like female friendships, even female friendships in motherhood after marriage as a wife, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like right now, I think I, um, you know, growing up, I had a lot of close guy friends, whether it be because my brother had friends come over and like I naturally tried to become friends with them. Or for me, I don't have interest in many girl like if we like label as girly things. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. And my interests really are in more like guy things, I guess. And so I find myself bored when it became like group of girls talking about certain things I just didn't know you yeah. know like I can get checked out of those conversations yeah. versus like a sports conversation or like watching a game or like playing games while talking you know yeah and I think like it might have been something I did pride myself you know I think um a guy's girl tends to say they're a guy's girl and it's like yeah they're very proud of it you know? and I remember like alluding to the guy that I like, called to save me from the sojournite like I remember he was someone I kind of talked to for a second and uh-huh. I I said like I'm a guy's I have all these guy friends you know and he was just like well that sucks for you and it was very like blatant like I was like oh why it's like well you won't have any friends later and I was like oh and I think uh-huh. like when he said that I think that was when I also was like, oh, I need to cling on to girlfriends and make good girlfriends. Mm. And that's hard for me. Oh, Steph actually seems like she knows what she's doing around (laughs) in the girlfriends arena. (laughs) Let me just like follow her in this area. And like even you've never felt insecure once in the girlfriendships. And it sounds like all of us feel insecure. So maybe we clung on to that confidence. I don't know. You know? Okay, wait. Can I say something else? Can I can I call Can I call these young girls out who pride themselves in having a lot of guy friends? Yes, call me out 10 years, 12, 15 years ago. I also feel like those girls like had a bunch of guys like or had like boyfriends. Like, okay, do you know what I mean? Like they prided themselves in being tomboy, but at the end of the day, they were also very flirty. And that's as mm-hmm. girly as you can be. Let's be real. Like if you can flirt with a guy, like that's pretty freaking girly. If you're a girl who can't really romantically talk to guys and you have all guy friends, you're a true tomboy, this does not apply to you. 
But if you're a girl who likes yeah. guy things, but you're, you can flirt and maybe not like the cutesy way, but in your own way you can. And you talk to a lot of guys romantically or you have a long-term boyfriend or whatever it is. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, it confuses me a little bit. I'm like, mm-hmm. but then you're not a guy's girl because most of those guys don't even see you as a guy. Like they see you as a girl. Right, right. You know right, what I mean? Right. I like that, yeah. almost a more attractive girl because you like the mm-hmm. stuff they like. So I remember like it didn't ever bother me in college, but like way later, I think honestly on TikTok, because like now I, I watch all these teenagers talk about drama and stuff. I'm like, and they talk about that a lot. They're like the, the guys, girls. And I was like, oh, that is really interesting. I, I agree with that. I, I really do. As someone listening to this, and I, I agree with what you're saying. I also want to share my perspective for those listeners who yeah, might I wanna you know. Know, feel that. It's like, yeah, for me, it's like, I had very close guy friendships. I distanced myself if that guy started to have a girlfriend. Um, Some of my close guy friends also distanced themselves when I was dating in in high school, at least like my closest guys, which was was like hard. And I I think that's when I should have realized like, oh, I get sad when my guy friends and I have to have more of a distance because at the end of the day, they were my friends, Mm -hmm. right? And like, do have to draw lines Mm -hmm. when you are in a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think those are important. I would say besides maybe my first guy crush in middle school that I thought was my friend, but I actually liked him. Other than that, I wouldn't say I actually liked any of my guy friends. No, but some people I don't could, think you like you know? the guy friends, but you're still are popular and you still also talk to a lot of guys. It's not like you're totally ah. not interested in guys. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right, right. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be defensive. I'm also trying to respond for both perspectives. So like, you, you no, know, that's exactly sense. what I wanted. At the end of the day, I would agree with you. Yeah. That just, you know, don't do those things. It affects you later. And like, even, even like me and Matt, we have, we're okay that we have some guy and girl friendships, yeah. but just because we're okay with that for each other, it doesn't mean that guy's wife or that guy's girlfriend is okay with that even yeah. if I am married or yeah. even if Matt is married you know and so at the end of the day it gets too complicated yeah. and, and you lose you, those friendships you also never blurred that line between friend or guy like I felt like yeah. you were really good at that but there's also there's girls who struggle with that yeah yes I agree yeah. I agree I would say you were exceptionally good at that for the number of guys friends that you had and not a lot of girls especially girls in their late teens and early to mid 20s I think still are figuring that out yeah and so I think I would just recommend making more friends your gender at a younger age because like then you have more practice like here I am in my 30s trying to have wine nights with like seven girls and that's foreign to me you know like and I'm like wow I just like never had practice like that yeah but do you you like it I do I enjoy it I've never left that night feeling like oh I wish it didn't happen yeah like I do enjoy it and I'm learning even like skincare it's not a girly thing it's a healthcare thing you know and like it's helpful for me to listen to those things reshift my mind on those things and I just encourage you to do this at a younger age because I mean all my guy friends I love them but I can't talk to them in the same way do you feel like you and I come come to the main conclusion that maybe female friendships are so important because it, it can really be forever versus guy friendships you can't guarantee forever because in the case that you get married maybe they're not they don't vibe with your husband or something or you don't vibe with their wife exactly Mm. yeah I I agree um 
I have wondered that. Was like, you know, if everyone was childhood friends, you know, or yeah, if everyone's if from the, the same, same group. group of friends. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a rare case, which is like some group of friends I know. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's rare to find that, you know? Yeah. And so you can be intentional with couple friendships because like I I, I do like guy presence too, like yeah. just in general, like the topics and stuff yeah. like that. But I think trying to like at the end of the day, you might get married, not all will, but like you might get married, someone else might get married, someone else might be dating. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not as organic. Something I heard from my mentor is like even write down a list of girls that you want to be friends with, like pray over them, like see what you want to like embody about them or mm-hmm. like how you want to pursue them in friendships in different seasons. Like, you know, when you're struggling and you, Steph, don't live in the same city, like someone else is going to have to speak that life or that truth in me when I can't because I am in a struggling season, right? And rather than that being a guy or if your husband can't do it because it's a marital problem, you know, there are strong female friendships and that is like the empowering part and like the the gift of that, I think. And I think at an early age, it was like, oh, she likes the same guy I do or this blah, 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 blah. You know, like early teenage dramas. Uh Right. And that can affect just like how you view girl stuff later. And yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like um, Christy and I had talked about this, too, because she had struggled with female friends for a while. She also said the same thing, just like, sure, like we can label it as drama. But the wounds there that like a girlfriend causes versus a guy friend is so different. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's true. I I never thought about it that way either. I was oh, I was going to ask also, do you feel like this really strongly applies to us and our communities because of Christianity, like our faith and the things that come with what you believe in for like a, you know, a God guided marriage versus Mm -hmm. let's say someone who's not religious at all. Like, I wonder if this all applies Mm -hmm. to. Yeah, no, that, that is a good point. I'm sure. Right. Like non-Christian or um, might have a different view for sure. Mm -hmm. There's just so much gray that can happen that like with the faith that we do share, yeah, like how to, you know, set your marriage up for success, which is, you know, like the utmost priority is is where this also yeah. you know, would be my answer. You know, I've had some very candid conversations with other girlfriends or even like a friend of mine who had a significant other I was close with and like she and I are close too, but it was almost like she did share like, yeah, it was weird that you like, he was really speaking highly of you as a friend, nothing more, Mm -hmm. but it was like, even just as a friend, if your significant other knows that you male have a girlfriend that you would trust with everything, you know, like Mm. that creates like a a jealousy thing. Mm. That's not even, it's not even a romantic jealousy, but like I should be that friend that you confide in and like what – and like anything that causes insecurity or doubt in a marriage is not worth it because that is meant to be held so sacredly, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I Well, I asked this because I remember one time I brought up to someone, like a coworker um, who's, who was, who's not religious at all, great person. Um, like his wife was also great. You know, they – child and everything um much older than me and much more experienced in life right and I was really young I think I was right at fresh out of college and um I mentioned something like that like if you're in a relationship or married you can't have friends of mm-hmm. the gen- opposite gender whatever the intimacy there right you got to draw the line and I remember he was very like he looked at me like I was really cute 
when I said that, <laughs> like, oh, you know, you're so you're just like in your young twenties. You know, like, as long as the friendship is healthy, you can have friends and like go have one-on-one lunches with them, and you know, mm-hmm. like, there's no need to restrict like a boundary there of you know guy-girl friendship right. boundaries. Um, so I was, I, I think that I would be interested if people are listening, like what you guys might also think, yeah. is, you know, you just, your, your perspective, which is welcome. Like yeah. I, I want to, cause I that. wonder if Christian girls or Christian guys, that's why the emphasis on having female friends or guys having guy friends, there's such an emphasis there because of marriage and the traditionalism that comes from that mm-hmm. versus maybe from more of a secular perspective, it's more fluid emphasis on female friendships versus male friendships is that ever something you and hunter had to talk about like since matt and i did naturally have like some closer opposite sex friends it was a conversation we had had yeah different times like check-ins i don't know if that's something not necessarily because i think both hunter and i hunter like he was flirty too i mean i think his thing was he was a guy's guy but he like had a lot of girlfriends too but his Mm -hmm. close his actual friends I think were all guys and his female friends that he was he would actually consider someone to be like really close to him it kind of naturally fizzles when they also start dating and they have a boyfriend and they're not going to text him all the time either so I felt like it kind of naturally fades from it and then for me I like really don't have that many guy friends and because the majority of my friends are female, I feel like we naturally kind of didn't have to deal with that. But I wonder if we did, yeah, what that conversation could have looked like. But I guess because both of us are Christian too, maybe it... It's an un, like an underlying... Yeah, known. like there's an underlying theme mm-hmm. of like understood. And, you know, my parents are traditional and Catholic. His parents are traditional and Christian. Like we yeah. grew up in those households. So it's probably just like subconsciously embedded in us too. Like me seeing my mom have a guy friend going to grab lunch with him. Like I can't even imagine that. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, she yeah. friend that she like catches up with. I mean, honestly, she yeah. has college friends from like Korea, but she's also really close to their wives now. Like she almost right. talks to their wives, not even him. So yeah, it's like, it's so culturally embedded in me, I guess. So yeah, yeah. I think another point is like, you know, as you are in a marriage or a relationship, there is inevitably a time where that guy or that girl will not meet the needs you have, whether it's like a connection need or like um, deep talking with you Mm. or I don't know, like something Mm -hmm. like um, at the end of the day, like let's say that was something that was happening and then I was having deep talks with someone else or um, let's say that like Matt wasn't able to do like was never able to clean the dishes, Mm -hmm. right? Like maybe he just sucked at that Mm -hmm. and that was like always his trigger point and whenever we had a close guy friend, he always did the dishes for me. Mm -hmm. If that like was constantly something I saw, Mm -hmm. that could create this like, oh, but he does this. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, like even if it wasn't meant to be in that way, like Mm -hmm. what what your spouse or partner lacks because inevitably they will lack it you know like they Mm. do not have all Mm -hmm. and if you're surrounding yourself with that opposite sex who might have that thing that you want Mm -hmm. it could also create this like oh I can get it here or like oh let me go to my spouse for everything but deep talk let me go here Mm -hmm. because this guy's my you know I don't know and then that that gets dangerous of where your heart goes even if it's not romantic yeah it could lead a weird way um yeah it is it's so interesting because ultimately really when we talk about multi-gendered friendships it ultimately does come down to like a lot of 
your path leading to marriage like just you being yeah. yeah in a marriage or someone being in a marriage at some point I guess in a relationship too and if I could give my younger self advice on female friendships I think it would just be just being authentically me in the sense of like if someone hurt me like bring it up you know or like try to also understand what's going on with them like maybe mm-hmm. they are struggling as well I think it's easy to just say like oh this girl did this and then like blah blah, blah you know like no room for communication or mm-hmm. like understanding mm-hmm. um, like even when you say like, TV shows and like a guy cheated but somehow you get mad at just the girl mm-hmm. and you take the guy back you know like I wish like that not that that happened for me but yeah. like in that sense of like you give the woman the female friend sometimes like less grace in situations and mm. I, I wish that was something we learned how to do better um yeah so I, I also, don't have daughters to teach that too but yeah I also feel like um female friendships there's, there's a lot of competitiveness unintentionally right. like right. it doesn't even right. have to be boys it could be like grades I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. you get more competitive with your same gender friend versus another I don't know opposite gender <laughs> like yeah. it it, it happens, I think, for sure. It can be anything. I don't know, like you both go for, or like, let's give an example, which never happened to us, but like an MC position for a big event and we both want to do mm-hmm. it. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. if it was, if you were a guy, I feel like it's a little less, but then if you're mm-hmm. a girl, it feels a little bit more like comparing competitiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. Well, um, did you ask your husband anything? Oh gosh, I didn't. But I kind of know what he would say. Wait, what would... Okay, I want you to go first. No, Matt's is very PC. He said, I'd say it's pretty seamless. Able to just pick back where you left off quickly, even if it's been a while and feel as close as ever. Doesn't seem like you guys try very hard (laughs) to make conversation Uh or talk about shallow or deep things. It just comes naturally. Also, a fun relationship. Lots of laughing and very supportive of each other. He probably sees me liking your stuff and laughing at your Trasuni content all the time as to the (sighs) supportive from afar. But yeah wait that's, that's not pc or lame at all actually yeah really that's good good it, yeah that's sorry really Matt, that's actually really good and actually kind of like a way to sum up what we just said dude hunter <laughs> for sure would say something so stupid he'd be like i think you guys need to calm down yeah <laughs> like, I, think I think that's what he said like, i'm talking to each other like something stupid like that well you need to calm down hunter yeah um oh you know what i will say I've really enjoyed in marriage seeing the comfort of like my sisters and my friends with my husband. That's been really nice Mm -hmm. Um, because obviously there's a boundary you don't cross that we all know, but the closeness can still be there. And um, he does do a great job at. Oh, you think so? I think so. Yeah. I think that's what makes sense is he, I don't think he's ever like had girlfriends either that were like questionable yeah because he's just like you know it's like funny and like it's a nice it matches your presence Mm. but then you go the you're deeper with us you know so it's like it kind of like makes you guys truly one yeah i I would agree with that Mm. yeah don't tell that to (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah so i like i really enjoy and i also think the way my friends treat him like it's Mm -hmm. it's y'all's love for me too you know what i mean it's like an extension of it and it makes me feel so loved and so supported and so that that's been really cool like I feel like I try to reciprocate to to all of my friends and their spouses I like, see you do that yeah, yeah. like I, I I mean I don't I won't ever like text them one off unless it's like for a very specific reason but I try to make sure I also create like there's a trust like a genuine mm-hmm. friendship there 
Um, and like, there's a tunnel there that if they ever need me, you know, they can reach out, which I feel like all my friends, husbands know too. And like, have shown me they yeah. understand it's there. Yeah, I think I was always sad like Matt never got a chance to be close to my like like college best friends, mm. like significant others, but he will say that about you for sure that like oh, you always You know what's weird is like I wouldn't say I'm not close to Matt because I, I right, feel very right, comfortable right, right. with him. Like I, he and I could probably yeah. stay in the same apartment with you like for days and like I wouldn't feel uncomfortable about it, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. right. And for him that's that like comfort is what matters yeah, most. So. Yeah, same same with yeah. me. Anything moving forward as friends that we want to do with each other? <laughs> I'd like you to move to Dallas. Um, one regret for me is that our fondest memories are in college where it was very youthful and naive in the best ways. Mm-hmm. I am sad that we'll never get to like travel together mm-hmm. because I got I got two kids and you can't necessarily travel like that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like make those kind of like fun memories. Like yeah. camping would be, you know, different yeah. things I see you do. I'm like, oh, I wish I could be in the same city to like do a one-off type of thing or whatnot. But I know that, like, if I ever go to Seattle, you guys will open your home and it will create a memory for, like, me and Jaden when we visited. And that's, like, a family memory that I cherish. Yeah. So I see how you will always be that space, even if the expectation I once wanted of, like, us traveling together yeah. somewhere won't necessarily, like, make sense mm. for a while. Mm. I know for a fact I'm bad at keeping in touch. I know 100% I'm bad at that. And I've lost touch with so many friends. Um, and like, as much as it is my fault, I also don't like, I'm, I don't feel any negativity towards them too if they haven't reached out either. I mean, it's just life. Mm-hmm. It's what happens. So I really feel like I credit you for the sus- like sustainability of our friendship mm-hmm. for sure, like through our 20s. Um, like, honestly, it's never crossed my mind that like you're not one of my best friends. Even if we haven't mm-hmm. talked, I'll like hear something from someone like, oh yeah, I heard Inja. I'm like, what? She is? <laughs> oh crap. I need to text her, like catch up with her. Yeah, but yeah. that still doesn't make me feel distanced from you, if that makes sense. Because I know yeah. if I talk to you, then I get caught up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if anything, like there's a regret of, because I credit you so much for, I'm sure like you did most of the reaching out. I don't even remember like looking back to be honest with you, but like, I wish I had done more if that kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. And like, and known more that, yeah. Like if you were feeling that sort of insecurity, just because the distance was there. Well, there's like six spots left on the Stephanie by Trova trip. So (laughs) sign up. (laughs) did you check it before recording? No, I checked it like maybe I'm not checked it, but it it like tells me get your spot fast. Oh, like, well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I signed up for October or September, but y'all are going in April. But yes, I anyway, know. I think that's so cool. Like, yeah, just encouraging you to see how like crazy this year has been, and like the I ways know. that you've made Trasuni like a huge thing. It's like amazing. Yeah, like, you know. But yeah. also like c- coming back to like all this stuff that's happening on Tras. SUNY and the content stuff but it's yeah. it's so fun with my friends like my close friends and my sisters and family because as much as you guys are all so proud of me and it's so cool and for you to watch also like nobody cares that much you know what I mean like at the end of the day like our relationships haven't changed <laughs> like it's just like wow and then it's like over <laughs> like two minutes later <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm glad that's the message you're taking away because that is correct. Yeah, like, I, and I, yeah. it really makes me feel so grounded and so yeah. comfortable because I don't want to get so, I mean, who knows? I could, it still could happen, like where you get sucked into just like, mm-hmm. okay, like views or this or that and like the grind of that. But mm. it's so funny because, yeah, I know my, like, I know everyone thinks it's so cool and everyone's, but it's like my close friends and my family, like, everyone's like, oh, like yeah. Anyway, so what what are you in high <laughs> But but still very proud. Yeah. That I get to say, oh, I know her. <laughs> She's actually like one of my best yeah. friends. Actually. <laughs> um, Everyone's like, but, yeah. No, actually, like at my wine night, people like the girlfriends I'm getting close to, uh-huh. they they follow you and they say like you're so funny. Oh really? Yeah, it's wow. like really cool to hear. Like, is, cool. is it like like chang changhada? Is that like, uh-huh, uh-huh. like you know? Yeah. I don't know if that's the right term. Yeah, 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 yeah. And hopefully we can have more topics because I have many more topics in mind. Oh yeah, um, I love to this. invite you. On. It's so funny. I also want to share that Bunji uh, and I we turned on the camera and turned on this call and we're we're purposely not saying hi. Like we're like we need to hold it. <laughs> like oh hey hey. <laughs> Like, okay, wait, hold on. I got to get my mic. Okay. Okay. Wait, when do we record? <laughs> I'm glad you get record, that. Like, that okay, hi. <laughs> Save everything. But see, even in that, it's so like, you get it. Yeah. You know, and I think that that was always something. It's like, you get it and it, it's not fake or rude for me to do what I just did, yeah. which for other, I'd be like, hello, like, how are you? Okay. Are you ready? You know, it was yeah. like, I think that that makes it so comfortable. And so like Piana to be fully you. And so yeah. I do appreciate that. I, we would love to hear your thoughts. What kind of friendships you guys have had, struggled with, yes. grown with, grown from, and even like the whole guy girl friendship. I, that is something I wanted to talk more on. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, especially with like, Religion, but also culture. Yeah, and okay, I wasn't smack like bashing on you by any means, or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't think I wasn't. No, okay. I mean, I haven't felt offended at all in this whole. I feel like you brought the realness in a way that we were able to just like talk through things. Okay, so I want to make sure I didn't offend you. No, (laughs) this is us making sure. Are we still friends after this call? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. When are you gonna stop recording? Because then let's actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Color Color Commentary. (laughs) Commentary. Bye. Bye.